Welcome to Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. We've got a real big show. Stevie J's in the studio, and we're going to be talking with Stevie J when we come back from this incredible performance piece, actually. It's a performance piece. Stevie does a show that is called Life, Love, Sex, and Death, and Other Works in Progress, a life-altering multi-chakra extravaganza. And he'll be performing at the Gravity Lounge. It's at 8 p.m. next Wednesday and Friday. It's going to be very interesting talking to Stevie about this show. We're blessed in Charlottesville to have several homespun and not necessarily homespun or homegrown, but we claim them as our own because they live here. So, you know, I live here. I was from South Dakota. I was a Southerner all my life, but I've been in Charlottesville longer than I've been in anywhere. So, you know, I I claim Charlottesville as well. So that's what I'm talking about. And we'll have Stevie J right after this, which was performed with the UVA Jazz Ensemble at Cabell Hall with... Uh, led by John to Earth, and this is Stevie J's Miss Idaho, right here on Folk and Beyond. Okay, can everybody hear me okay? Oh, I've changed, how I've changed. Okay, babies. Okay, I'm going to dedicate, this is called Miss Idaho. Wow, thank you. And I want to make a special dedication to the guys, this is, I'm dedicating Miss Idaho to the guys, because you know, I just want to make a little point here, it's, you know, it's not easy being a guy in this day and age. Well, I want to say, wait, it's not easy being a woman either. Believe me, I've tried, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, all right, listen, I'm rededicating. This is for, we, we all feel the pressure, don't we? Yes, we all feel the pressure, so. To everybody who feels the pressure. Would you please welcome Mr. Stevie J. so far. (laughs) Wait, it gets better, wait. Thank you. 
Miss Idaho. Miss, I don't know my friends anymore. Mysterious blow to the ego. Curious reaction, uh, furious in back. Shun your friends and the guy and the laundromat. Now that you're such a screaming big shot, you score one local patch and get so carried away. You say, Idaho, tomorrow. Miss Universe, someday. Miss Idaho, Miss I don't know my friends anymore. Dumped all your cronies, hang with bonies. Now how come I'm not sure? It past the Eden Rock Hotel onto the fountain blow. Snag the unsuspecting bellman for your weekend bow. And in the lobby, act so snobby like some Palm Beach hoe. Nearly missed the elevator. Hold it toe, would you press 27? Thank you, that's a penthouse flow. Called on for cottage cheese and Melba toast. Low, fat, low. And then complained about the service. It was so slow. Miss Idaho. to see except the Oprah show ads for psychic partners, fingernail hardens, Dion, whoa, quick make you more sick than the toy, uh-huh, rather, we'll call your mama on the farmer back in Boise, Idaho, tell operator, who you hate her, she don't know how to connect a simple number, 208-365-4290, God, it's so hot, the air conditioner's broken, dear, the maintenance man is on his way, watch out, he's from Hoboken, hello, miss, don't be pissed, I'll fix it in a flash, while you wait, you check your Shoes, your nails, your bag, the colors clash, and where's that room service? Now I'm nervous. Look, I've got a rash. You're just upset because you're becoming beauty contest trash. The photo shoots are kind of fun, the rest is the pits. Miss Texas told you, girl, the mold you till you're nothing but glitz. A libel, libel, suction, tummy tucks, and silicone bits. Dear, I'm out of here, this place is nearly driving me nuts. Where'd you holiday with Pedro? Oh, him, he's such a putz. Look, I've had my share of mango shakes and coconuts, and staring endlessly at muscle queens and boardwalk sluts. Go home! Claim your former gig down at the corner. Drugstore punching, clocking products, stocking for the Boise rib. Go check an inventory. What's a story? Aisle 15. We need a case of acetracin, girl, and ultra sheen. 
Miss Idaho, gotta go, no time to wait. Would you just hold my purse a second while I decompensate? I need to clear my plate and get my head on straight and press the flesh with my homies back in the potato state. You take Miss George's advice, at least pretend to be nice. I'll try a whole new approach, okay, I'll even fly coach. You say bye, bye, Miss America. Hey, drove your Chevy to the levee. What is a levee anyway? Stevie J, folks. <laughs> Stevie J in the studio tonight. How you doing, Stevie? Great, thank you. How's that sound for you? That was wonderful. Okay. Uh, now, that particular piece, Stevie, is not part of your... It's not part of the show. ...multi-chakra extravaganza. That's right. That was a very special thing that you did for... What was that for, exactly? That was for a, a UVA jazz ensemble show called Collaborations, and different people joined with John Durth in the band. And when was it? I think that was three years ago, maybe four. In the video, I saw you were all shaved and everything. You mm -hmm. must have been pretty excited mm -hmm. for that. Well, you know, it's just a different time here. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually you have kind of a scruffness, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's the part of the whole multi-chakra experience no, it's, just, extravaganza. it's just a different hairstyle different times you know okay you've changed over the years too never i've been the mm -hmm, same for mm -hmm, years mm -hmm. <laughs> after changes upon changes we are more or less the same mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i agree so anyway uh you're, you're having a show coming up and it's been a while since you performed your extravaganza right yes. here in charlottesville yeah, three years has there been changes to it since the last time that you performed it? There have been some changes, but overall, it's the show, and it's the show people ask for when you're going to do the show, kind of like uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch or, Ro or Rocky Horror Picture Show or the V Monologues. I don't know if we can say the full title of the V Monologues. Sure, you can say Vagina. You can? Okay, I don't want to get you fired. No. Uh, it's, it's a show. It's a play, and people want to see that, and they want to bring their friends and and see that show, but uh, but it does change some. It, and there are certain things I've taken out to make room for other things that I think are more important uh, with the times. But overall, it's pretty it's it's pretty much the show that people are asking for. And this is a one man show that right. involves some music and involves some dancing. It involves some comedy and it involves some things that. It's interesting. I went to the Charlottesville blog site. No, you uh, did. This blog site, and, and it was very interesting that people either rave about you mm -hmm. or they can't stand the idea of the show. <laughs> or of me. Uh, that's true. I, I actually think that more people than not really love it. I, I actually do think that's true. And uh, um, I, I think time has proven that with all the people who keep coming back to see it over and over and the reviews continue to be great even here in Charlottesville and uh, I know some people hate it but that's okay because the overall is two thumbs up and people stop me on the street and ask me to do it all the time. 
Well, it, 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 the interesting thing is that it's it's passionate. No matter what the experience is, it becomes a passionate uh, a passionate description of what they experienced. And I think that as a performer, if you can elicit passion in people from their experience of, of, of seeing your show, that you've done your job. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that because I was thinking the same. I mean, the truth is I, I read that blog last night, and I'm new at all of that. And uh, it's it's jarring to hear people just just rip you to shreds. Just and they're not they're doing it anonymously. It's not like they sign their name and say, you know, drop me a line and let uh, me know what you think of me. Tear you to shreds. Of the internet. Yeah, and it's very <laughs> cowardly. And uh, but but I I I read it and I I had to do some processing on it. Think about it. I said, okay, my job as an artist is. Uh, and J- John Haight explained this to me. I think that's how he says his last name. Professor John Haight from his psychology department at UVA told me that the role of an artist forever has been to step back from society and reflect society back to itself. And I do think that I'm doing that. So it's interesting when people write in and say you're narcissistic and self-indulgent and, and self-centered and juvenile. That kind of cracks me up because I'm... Uh, I think I'm doing my job. I, this is the world I live in. I walk around thinking, wow, we live in such an incredibly narcissistic society. It's getting more so that way. And, uh, and I, I walk around incredulous, actually, and then I just put it in an art form and put it up on the stage, make it palatable to most people anyway who are there uh, with jokes and music. But I'm basically making a statement about the narcissistic, self-indulgent, juvenile society that we've got going on here. And sometimes when I hear those comments, I think I think they miss the point. There's a wink going on the whole time. I'm, nudge, nudge. Uh, yeah, I'm making myself the court jester. I, I, I'm not saying we people do this, and isn't it terrible when we do that? I make myself the central character. So I'm. Every other joke is something about myself. I do make myself the star of what I'm talking about. But it's it's. I'm making a statement about. I, I'm I'm creating a picture of what I live every day in this world. One of the things I always hope my kids learn is to be able to laugh at themselves. Mm-hmm. And part of the experiences that we have, if we take ourselves too seriously, sure. perhaps uh, perhaps that's where wars come from. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that's where, our, where, where we stand, that draw that line that this is the only way that we can worship, or this is the only way that we can think, or this is the only way that love exists. Right. Uh, that. Or this is the only way we can make art or theater. You know, I wonder about these people sitting there in the privacy of their offices or their or the privacy of their own homes, sitting at a computer, uh, deciding that they are basically self-appointed critics, and they're going to sit there and decide that your work has no merit and just... Yeah, that art, and I'm wondering, well, what what would suit you, and what's going on there? That this is that this is just, uh, you know, that you can sit in alone and sit in such judgment. Uh, I'm wondering, do you make art? Do you have one man show? A one man show? Do you make movies? You know, so yeah, but that that one way thing, and uh, so say I, is pretty pretty uh, dangerous in the world. My way, the way. Mm-hmm. Well, we've kind of talked around what this show is uh-huh. without necessarily trying to describe the show in in a more concise what you like like if you're going to go see a musician you're going to go see music probably and right. it'll probably be funny and they'll have some commentary along the lines and 
a lot of musicians like to tell stories about the songs I find so that people know what the song's about, which I always feel like, well, you know, if you didn't put it in the song, why are you telling me the story about the song? And it's different if they tell the description of how the song got made, but right. when you try... There's also the things that happen... How would you describe the show, I guess? I guess that's where we need to go here. Well, it's a... It's, and what is the show? It's, it's a one-man play. I would say that. There is comedy in it. There's some audience participation, but it... it truly is a one-man play. Sometimes it even takes on a seminar quality. We really seem to be going somewhere together and exploring something as a group. Uh, but nobody's ever picked on, not too, too, uh, not too much, not really. Um, it's not really like that. It's not like a comedy show in that way. Um, but I would say it's a journey. It's, it's, we go somewhere in the realm of exploring life, and sex and relationships in life in our modern times. There's a lot of that. There's a lot about just core human themes about life and love, and a lot about sex and sexual relationships and the lines we draw back to that. A lot about the lines we draw, uh, whether the religious lines or sexual labels, just I am this, you are that, the, the duality thing is certainly addressed. And it's done, again, this is partly where I think some folks miss the wink. I, uh, I do use some some pretty silly humor. It, it's just ridiculous. But within that is that I think it's all ridiculous. So it, it kind of comes full circle. That the, the sexual label thing or drawing lines that I'm an American, you're this, I'm that. I think it's ridiculous. So I actually push it all the way, like as if I'm just at a bar with some friends, like going on a riff about some joke. And it's it's stupid. It's like but um bum in spots, you know, just dumb guy humor. Well, well, a lot of times people feel these things and don't know how to express it themselves or are afraid to express it themselves or afraid they may be labeled in a certain way if, in fact, they say something. People will think they actually mean it instead of they're just saying it for a reaction and to, to instigate conversation, perhaps. Right. And I find, from my personal experience of seeing your show, mm -hmm. it becomes something that, uh, as we go on this journey, a lot of these emotions are universal. Mm -hmm. And they're things that we all experience, whether we uh, admit it openly or not. Right. We're, we're having an internal dialogue <laughs> that, that encompasses them, and that's part of, of what gives people that, that attachment or that, that feeling of passion mm -hmm. fr from, from seeing your show, perhaps. Now, you touched on the sexuality part, mm -hmm. and I found in, 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 in studying you from your... <laughs> from your uh, from your uh, massive <laughs> amount of, of uh, promotional materials, actually, uh, that that you deal with sexuality, that you don't want, that, that you're very against labels on sexuality, but you don't mind labeling religions. So where do you draw the line on this this whole? I don't want to be labeled, but then you can label something. So why sexuality is something that's off limits to you that needs to be ambiguous? Wow. I hope I can say this concisely. And if I... If I if is that fair? Can I ask? I'm going to try, but I, I'm i not sure if I can do it. Uh, I think there... If people want to call themselves anything, if they want to call themselves Jewish, Christian, Muslim, whatever they want to call themselves... Uh, Democrat, Republican. Democrat, Republican. Poor, rich. S poor, rich, gay, straight, bisexual, all these things that people w do call themselves and call each other. I, I feel that it's important for people to be able to call themselves whatever they want to call themselves. Sometimes for the sake of, you can, you can just become so PC with the whole thing. It's, 
it becomes ridiculous. You can't say black person. You can't, you finally, I just can't, I don't know what to call somebody. Sex to me is private and, and it goes in a different category than, than uh, religion and sexual identity. I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer this question. (laughs) I think they're different. Hmm. They just go in different categories, but I don't, I don't, uh, I may refer to somebody as Jewish or Buddhist or, or whatever, but it's, it, it's definitely within a context where it's per- exactly pertinent to, there's a reason, you know, Jewish person, a story about somebody going to temple, and so I need to refer to that for what they're doing. But the whole idea of putting a box around sex, anybody who's familiar with uh, the work of Alfred Kinsey and the Kinsey Reports, uh, sex is on a continuum from zero to six, and that throughout the course of our lives, your sexuality can go up and down this continuum, uh, and it's not set in stone. And th- these are studies he did with, uh, ultimately, was about 20,000 interviews taking sexual histories, finding that sexuality is not set in stone. I say, yes, I, I'm with that. And so it becomes very boring to talk about it in those terms, so I make jokes about it, and that's... It's, Sometimes I think my show is like the fun version of Alfred Kinsey's work, the, the sex part, the sexuality label part. So this is a uh, show for kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, if I may say, uh, don't bring your kids. Uh, 15 is really even pushing it. And I, I, I remember performing at a place in uh, Minneapolis. But it was right on the edge near Iowa. There were all these little corn-fed cuties there. These were not hip kids from Brandeis. Well, that's labeling. Well, just let me just say that. <laughs> and, right. But they were corn-fed cuties, and I started cutting material left and right. I didn't care if they were 18, 19, 20. I didn't care how old they were. I was looking at these little faces of these little kids from Minneapolis and Iowa, and I said, no, no, we are not going there. And I just started cutting material. But I think Charlottesville was just – people are pretty cool about the kid thing. Uh-oh. Is that your cell phone? I oh. <laughs> we have we have the next guest needing to come in. Oh, and uh, but oh um, yeah, we we've got a tune that is, you, you had an experience at the club. Excuse it was, me, it was, it was actually at the Aquatic club. Fitness Center at UVA. And do you want me to tell, tell that about and, it, and, and then we'll start thing? that? Okay, uh, this happened. Uh, this was uh, uh, I was working out at the Aquatic Fitness Center, and I had a workout partner at the time, and he was really excited because he just found God. He was a college student. He was all excited. He was telling me about finding God. And uh, that's not something that uh, that's not something that you uh, you want to make jokes about. Uh, and I didn't wasn't inclined to make jokes about it. It's a tender thing. It's a precious thing. Uh, so he was explaining to me about about his newfound religion, and then he started grilling me about uh, other religions and specifically about Jews and what do Jews believe and and. Uh, he kept asking me these questions about what Jews believe in, and do, do Jews think that Easter was just another holiday like any other holiday, another day like any other day. And, uh, and finally I said, well, you know, I haven't completed my worldwide Jew interview tour yet. I really don't know what all Jews believe. And then he said, uh, he started down that path of his way being the way, the, the ultimate way, the best way, the ultimate way for all human beings. And that's when it got a little creepy. And, uh, and he said, I mean no harm. I'm not trying to pass judgment. I just think there's one ultimate way for all people to do anything in life, one best way. He said, what do you think? I said, what do I think? I said, didn't you ever see that bumper sticker that says God is too big to fit inside one religion? And he said, yeah, but I still think there's one ultimate way for all human beings to do any one thing. I want you to be honest. Tell me what you think. I said, can I rap it to you? 
You tell me you found God, you say your soul is saved The life that's in you led before it nearly put you in the grave You wanna spread the word, shout hallelujah, let it ring The grace of your almighty is an exclusive thing You mean nobody, huh? Not passing judgment, you say It's just that everybody lost who doesn't see you, Joey Then you reach down in your bag, pull out a protein drink You say, I want you to be honest Tell me what you think, okay, your friends in D.C. Want you to go up there and see them while you're in the neighborhood Check out the Holocaust Museum the admission is free, and there's so much to see. You need your six or seven hours, yo. Now listen to me. Times are very hard in Germany after World War One. Folks were out of work, out of food, not having any fun. So many years have passed, and still the lives weren't the same. So folks began to look around to find somebody they could blame. The fingers started a point. Someone planted a seed. These people over here are definitely a dangerous breed. It seemed absurd at first, some kind of party joke. There must be somebody to get rid of these inferior folks. But then the joke turned into one of history's nastiest stands Some crazy mother mother said let's build some concentration camps They got displays in this place, the things that just ain't right Footage of carnage, that'll make you lose your appetite I'll haul the photographs of families, ceiling to the floor Live in a village for a thousand years, don't live there anymore We're talking mother, father, sister, brother, husband and wife The things you see in this place will give you nightmares for life Bales of human hair, cattle cars, piles of shoes, gold teeth Extracted from the mouths of massacred Jews Jehovah's Witnesses and Gypsies, homosexuals as well Were taken out of their homes and thrown into this living it's just so hard to believe because it's hard to conceive The numbers boggle the mind more than a human heart can grieve When the camps are liberated and the world saw the show Friends and neighbors shook their heads and said we just didn't know Kinda makes you wanna ask them didn't it seem weird That the people living on your block just up and disappeared And even now the folks who say hey how could this be real Cause we don't check inside ourselves to see our own funky deal See this thing was masterminded by somebody like you Who had an ultimate solution for the rest of the world two stevie j live in the studio here the live rap the holocaust museum rap now is that part of the show did yeah, we it's not part it? of the show either i tried it once and I, it's a standalone piece or something else not it just didn't fit in i tried squeezing it didn't work well that's good because now we haven't given you anything in the show but we've <laughs> given you teasers mm-hmm. and uh that was really cool stevie i've never Thank done you. this before in the studio with the, with the way we we hooked this up that's and that good. was pretty pretty sweet yeah i liked it again stevie j's show will be at the gravity lounge and it starts at eight o'clock sharp and so you want to get there early. I hear it gets pretty crowded, so you may want to get there and make sure that, that you're there in time to be seated and comfortable for the multi-chakra extravaganza. 6.30 to 7.30 if you want to order food. And uh, and that'll be Wednesday, and the date Wednesday, of that is... Wednesday, December 19th, and Friday, December 21st. And on December 21st, we will follow, if I may, with yes. a dance party, Stevie J's Winter Solstice Throwdown. That'll be uh, following the show, free for audience members. And on the Wednesday show, we're going to have a meet the artist Q&A and the Q&A is great and I really hope people will stick around for that don't think that's it's not boring at all it is fun <laughs> I mean the show stirs the pot and people we have wonderful discussions I, I truly look forward to it all because all the stuff that we touched on today gets discussed more in depth and pa- quite passionately by audience members uh, it's truly one of my favorite things to have these discussion groups so that's Wednesday and then Friday the show followed by uh, a funk party 
Stevie J, it's been such a pleasure having you in and helping us go beyond on Folk <laughs> and Beyond right here at WTJU. Thank you, Eric. I really enjoy this a lot. Thank you. Thanks a bunch, Stevie. You are listening to WTJU 91.1 FM, the sound choice in Central Virginia. Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet.